1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Heart and Hand is back for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that doesn't claim to have the support of 42 clubs. This week on Heart and Hand, a thumping win and then a Tim Boardroom comedy. It's like the 90s again. <laughs> This season we have teamed up with Ladbrokes and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20. This means if you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.ibroxrocks.com. That's bet.ibrocksrocks.com. We'll be tweeting this bet £5, get £20 link, adding it on our Facebook, and we've put it in the description of this podcast too. So, welcome to Art and Hand the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host, as always, and I'm joined this week by two guests. So you're getting 100% more guests than you normally would. One you've come to know and mildly cheer occasionally. Yes, it's Scott Vandenacker.
0: Thanks for the low key build up, David. It just makes my stunning performances even more worthwhile.
2: Yeah, you you, you, sure. that, you you go with that mate You go with that And uh, the other one joining us tonight For his, his pod debut uh, Was the winner of our, our auction At our last live show And uh, for some reason Coughed up actual real money To be here tonight But what a week he picked to join us It's uh, Stephen Harrigan
1: Oh, I'm
2: looking at a kind debut Well yeah, two goals away would be good But first thing Stephen We've got to clear up Harrigan, bit of a Tim sounding name
1: uh, yes, it is, but I think most of my family from Northern Ireland, so I think I'm on the clear. Yeah, my grandfather was an landlord. I think that. All right, yeah,
2: yeah. That, 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 that's fine. Then you know, we we just wanted to clear it up at the start because I know that's what everybody was thinking. I mean, you know that as well as yeah. as well as I do. Right, lads, we've obviously got an awful lot to talk about this week, and an awful lot of it doesn't pertain to football, but that's not. What we do on this show, we're Rangers fans, we talk about Rangers first. So that's what we're going to do. Go back to Saturday. Um, A 4-1 win over Dundee. Uh, The only sunny day we've had in about three weeks. So uh, God was clearly on our side. Uh, Rangers uh, started reasonably well, dominated most of the match. Uh, Got a goal five minutes before half-time from uh, El Buffalo, Alfredo Morelos. Second half, Dundee came out, did well. For the opening ten minutes, should have really scored in that period. However, then Rangers made a couple of substitutions, and uh, from that, two substitutes then put the game beyond doubt. First of all, Dean Windass with cracking header after a superb move and a lovely ball from the excellent Daniel Candias, and then uh, his debut—well, his first goal, not his debut, obviously—for um, Carlos Pena uh, with a, a nice finish inside the box, nice back control and finish. Uh, icing on the cake goal was was added by Alfredo Morelos when he, he battered one in from a, an impossible angle uh, before we conceded a, a late consolation. But it didn't take the shine off. What was a good display?
0: Scott, what pleased you? Um, what pleased me was the sunshine and the buffalo. Now, would it be wrong that when the new strips come out and we're all in the swing of things... If I got on my daughter's strips, El Buffalo, no. well, that's ridiculous.
2: Why don't why you get El Gruffalo? Because that's like a kid's thing, isn't it?
0: That is. In the deep dark woods, that's actually, yeah. I love the Gruffalo. That's true. Maybe we can nickname him El Gruffalo.
2: I don't see why No, I think if we've got the power on this show that if you get that on your daughter's strip, I thought you were going to get daddy's number one. Or is, that's my But or, or No, has the wife really put the foot down on that one?
0: Well, you've met my wife. Yes, she has. Yes, I have met your um, wife. I, I in don't... fact, I was. I know who uh, wants to put her. I went swimming the other day. There's someone. Someone's got a ring step on, and my wife said, "Take that off." There's other people there. Well, that's what I got to. Be. I've got to live with that.
2: But what do you mean? There's
0: other people there. And I, 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 what other people? That's what I said.
2: We are the people. We are the people. Exactly. Yeah. I also think there's a rich irony in that. Fisner. There's also a rich irony in that, given uh, your wife's track record um, in pubs supporting
0: rangers. <laughs> Shall we say that? less fairly vocal. I, I actually mentioned. That. Fairly vocal. <laughs> we, we, we drove past the. We drove past the pub the other day. That, that pub, and I said, said "At the balcony in there, they've renamed it the Elaine Memorial Balcony."
2: That's right, because after uh, her
0: outrageous outburst, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. after a, a castigate a full pub for not singing
1: loud enough. Stephen, what were your highlights from Saturday? I think my highlights would have been probably the first two goals. Um I think everybody would agree we've got a kinda of imperfect team now. But I mean throughout the squad we've probably got a bit of talent deficiency in terms of squad depth. But I thought the first goal especially, um it was a goal we'd have never have scored last season. Um and unlike Miller, Morales had it first time, we didn't want the extra touch or three. and um, I think it kinda of took Bain and the centre half by surprise. It was a lovely Flick on as well, and the second goal—it's one of them where all the pieces in the ball, and all you've got to do is go and attack it. And I thought that was a really good change for us because, I say, for the last year and a half, we've been trying to play through teams and walk the ball and it. I thought, get it wide and all the qualities in the ball—it was easy.
2: But I, but I, that's a good point. But what I would say is, and I said this to my mate in the game, the way he attacked it was not something that we'd maybe expected. From Windass, and it was like the sign of a confident player. He just, you know, he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he wanted to do with it, and it just—he was scoring that. The minute that ball came in at the box, it was going in at the back of the net, and it was lovely to see that from Josh Windass because it's maybe a side of his game we haven't seen.
1: I mean, yeah, he's not. I mean, I'm not not his biggest fan. I accuse him of having the heart of the Tin Man at times, um, but there's definitely a player in there. He's got ability. And I think maybe it's just confidence, getting that confidence, getting a run the team, um, staying clear injury. But it was good. to put his head in where he could have got hurt. And it was a great great ball and a great finish.
2: Now, Scott, speaking of confidence, if you could pick guys to get goals, obviously the new striker would be one. But uh, Josh Windas, uh, Carlos Peña, both of whom have struggled a little bit with fitness for maybe different reasons this season, both came in though, scored goals and you could almost see the dramatic effect it had on them now I personally think that Peña has showing signs of being a good player in terms of his intelligence, um, there was one lovely through ball he played for Morales, who should have made the run, it was the correct ball he just didn't make the right run, um, but a few people round about me were grumbling at the odd misplaced pass or whatever but I, I see signs of a player there I
0: think The difficulty will always be for Pena is the price tag, which is not his fault. But for us, I mean, this is the thing: you have two point four million pounds for us. Where we are now is massive.
2: Yeah, but it's nothing in world terms. And second of
0: all, no, it's not. But for us, it is. Yeah, but you can't
2: just because it's a lot for us. You can't expect a guy to be turning up with you know fabulous ability. They don't go for two point four
0: million. No, but that was my. The next point is I don't think it is ability. I think what's pissing people off is the fact that he's not only not hitting the ground running, he's still not fit. And there's something going on here that isn't ability. I think you're hitting me on the head by saying there's a there's a player in there. I just think people start to ask why ten weeks later he's not fit. There's something that isn't football related, and I don't think anybody believes that he's a shit player. Nobody. I've not spoken to a person. People just want to know why he's not playing. And also for our main for where our main money went most of the money this summer. I think a lot of people expected an impact player who would influence things from the get-go. And it's September and he's still on cameo roles. And I think that's more the issue rather than does he have any ability. I think if you look back in Mexico, and what they're, a few years ago, especially three or four years ago, he was very hotly tipped. He was capped from Mexico. He was on the verge of great things. But we have to ask, can we can we recapture that? Are we the team who will get his, his mojo back? But I think not being fit for 10 weeks is not due to ability And that's not what people are moaning about at the moment.
2: Um,
0: Stephen, I'll bring this up then
2: slightly in the the order because uh, I was going to come to that. I thought we improved after Miller and Nico went off and Peña and Windas came on. Now, both Peña and Windas did reasonably well, but I thought the shape looked better and I thought we made far more chances when that happened.
1: Your thoughts? Definitely. I think we were far more... I don't think we're completely balanced I still think we're asking Wallace to do an awful lot on the left hand side um, we're asking him to cover a lot of ground for a player that's just coming back from fitness and he's really not in the best way form either but this two subs really gave us more energy more movement um, they were dropping off deep going in behind and it was just it looked all better um, when the subs came on to be honest I thought Wallace improved actually significantly
2: used. after uh, after the substitution I thought he was poor for the first 50-55 minutes
1: but then the last half hour I thought he did really well I thought in the, in the first half but there was times he was coming Miller was coming out left and having to hold the ball up and waiting for Wallace to cover so much ground and like look Ross County the week before we only one misplaced pass an interception away from getting caught out and if you look on the other side Candace and Tavernier they're getting a bit of link play, they're you know, That one staying, one's going. They've got a rapid fire going, and it's just it's just something on the left hand
0: side we haven't got just as yet. Go on, Stephen, I um I said to David earlier earlier in the season on the pod that I thought we should have maybe pushed the ball out a little bit for Jamie Walker. And David thought at the time that basically we should have stood up to hearts and told him to get to F U C But I thought that for the reason you're mentioning, I think Candias is providing a lot of quality. He's, he's a real unsung hero. He's doing a lot of work. And I think we should have got that on the left-hand side. I know nobody wanted to spend 100000 pounds and not be held to ransom, but I think we should have stepped in and got the player and got the points on the board rather than worrying about getting one up in the hearts. What do you think? Should we have got someone on the left-hand side to match Candias
1: yeah, I think we should have got someday, but I'm a, I wouldn't have paid the money to Hearts. I would first foot Walker and McLean, um, and then offer Hearts and Aberdeen 50000 respectively. respectively. <laughs> um, I don't think, I think if we pay 700000 for Hearts this time, the next time we go for a player in the Scottish League, they'll just say, oh, you paid that for Walker, and um, it'll be used against us. Uh, so no, Hearts needed the money, they didn't take it. You've got an unhappy player sitting there for six months, Um, if you sign him to a pre-contract in January what are you going to do it's going to be public that he's come to us so you'll need to sell him yeah I mean Um, I would agree and I think the board. I don't believe the board even think we're going to win the title this year I think the only thing going to stop them winning it is probably North Korea Um, I mean we're just trying to close the gap if we're within touching distance then you get two players for the price of one I I personally I think you've
0: sorry David go on so if North Korea if, if North Korea decide that we're going to have a nuclear war and we get a bit of notice, David and I are going to put out quite some pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll, I'll say that, we won't miss a target.
2: No, that that, that one will be light on, light on I'll be back in the booze, so, you know, if it's happening that week, it, it should be fun. Um, A few things there that came up when, when you were talking, lads, I, I, I did want to kind of get into, which was, first of all, the, the Candace, uh and I thought Ryan Jack, again, stand out players for us. Now, I don't want to be negative because it was a good win. And we got criticised, Scott, didn't we, for being too negative after um, after a win. But
0: Yes, apparently we bring a downer on things. We bring a downer on
2: things, but uh, it's just concern. Now, Jack and Candace, first of all, then before I take it to the slightly more negative side, both of them, I think, have settled in far better than anyone could have hoped. Jack... Looks a terrific player as as someone said to me last week he said I knew he was a good player because the sheep were touting him as a sort North East Scotland version of McAlealy but as soon as he signed for us he was pish which was always a guarantee that he was a decent player but he really is good at that role and you can see how badly we've missed someone doing that role but Candias I thought the other day the what rate Stephen touched on it, fantastic, right? Up and down that wing, helps out Ta- uh, Tavernier all the time. It's it's really excellent, or Tavernier even. Um, and then quality on his delivery at times. Now, people sometimes, oh, he overhits a lot of crosses and he weighs a lot of crosses. Yes, he does, because if he was a deadly set-piece merchant, he would not be here. But he still can provide excellent crosses and he's got a few assists already this season. That's that's the positives. Um, would you agree, disagree?
0: agree. I think adding Alves to that. But C- then we suspected he would settle. Yeah,
2: we suspected he would I mean, settle. Let's face
0: it, there was not much danger. Steve- um, and also, of course, El Buffalo. Oh, well, we'll and com- those are the positives, yep, definitely. Yeah, we're coming to him.
2: Stephen, your thoughts on, well, you've, you've told us about Condes, but Ryan Jack. I thought
1: <laughs> Jack and Dorans were excellent on Saturday and just breaking up the play. Um, Dorans had a week and a of bus at times, one twos, and got beyond Jack. But I thought the two of them just sitting there. The negatives, Crancher, for me, he just... just we started with a high tempo, and I thought we dropped off when he stopped pressing the ball, pressing his man. Um, and to me, he doesn't look any fitter than he came here, you know, a year and a bit ago. I mean, there must be a reason he was playing fireside football in New York, because he just doesn't look fit at all. Well, I'm going, um, it's I'm, a time.
2: I'm going to do a bit of a point-counterpoint a point there with you. Um, I
0: like when you do that, I like
2: it. I liked... <laughs> Nico doesn't look fit, but again, he did just come back, or he is coming back from a nine-month lay or a seven-month layoff with a torn ACL. So, I mean, there are reasons for that, but yeah, you're right, he does slow down far too much. I don't know if at this stage of his career he can start, and we mentioned that before. Although, even in that first half, there were two or three times where he pulled off a little bit of skill, uh, and could well have scored twice that no one else on the park is capable of. So I can understand the temptation that Pedro has, because when you see a guy with that ability, you're like, if I can just get him firing, then what a weapon he could be for us. However, I've got to disagree with you slightly on Dorans, and we'll give you know you you can report that, and then we'll let Scott come in. I expect more from Dorans. I thought you're right. He you know he, he he was okay at sitting in there. But Jack's doing that and I don't think we need two guys sitting in at home to Dundee. Doran's I want to be breaking into the box, getting forward and looking like a goal threat as well because he can do that. Jack will sit there and tidy up for him and to me, maybe it's a settling in thing, maybe the two goals at Motherwell raise my expectations. But I kind of feel That Dorens is playing A little within himself At the moment Maybe it's a case Of waiting to be unleashed I don't know um, So Stephen Your thoughts And then Scott You can have the kind of Cast and vote on that
1: Well I thought Dorans played quite well I mean if you watched him Even in Scotland Or from Norwich He wasn't that type of player. He was a tentative player That got on the end Of something And hit it from 20 yards And went in um, And I would go back To the last couple of years We've had people play Right through the center Of us um, one ball and we've been caught so far out of position many goals have we lost that, that kind of thing so you have two people sitting there and just doing that job effectively but, but quietly it's, it's, I think it's quite good um, I think we're looking for the creativity from Crancia and he's you know, he, he's, come, he's either too far up or he's too isolated and when he gets the ball it's him and Miller I want three, four touches when only one is required Scott? I think you're both right um, I think what a pussy
0: has answer that is <laughs> I've I'm not, I'm not finished yet. Um, and you're both wrong. See, uh, I, I think Doran's I expect more of. Um, I've seen him play in the Premiership down south, and I, I think he's better than he's showing. Being neat and tidy is fine, but I think we had a few players, we've even got squad players who could be neat and tidy. We're looking for a bit more dynamism. What I would probably do, looking towards the game against the Filth, although we're not previewing that yet, we're not there yet, but I would probably play Rossiter with Jack, and Dorans in the forward role until Pena's fully fit in a 4 3 I'd, I'd let Dorans be a bit further forward maybe, maybe supporting the Buffalo
2: yeah I'd go a 4-5-1 that day yeah I'd play Rossiter too but I'd go a 4-5-1 yep. now Stephen brought him up there and yeah I, we have to we have to kind of address it Kenny Miller on Saturday was horribly bad in my opinion and you know me I'm not you know, a virulently anti Kenny Miller play. In fact, I've said several times, and I still believe he's got a part to play for us this season, but maybe not as a starter. And Saturday kind of confirmed why, because he was doing what he did very much against Harps which is when he gets frustrated at not seeing a lot of the ball. He drops far, far too deep, brings players with him and actually gets in the way. And several times in that first half, he got in the way of moves that were coming down the left-hand side. We know that he's a senior pro and obviously he's well-respected. And he can do as a turn. I'm not saying Kenny Miller should not feature. I'm not saying there won't be certain matches he should play in. But I think it, it really now has to be time to get Herrera in there simply because at the moment... Miller is not looking like a serious goal threat. and the crowd who are overall fond of him we can laugh and joke about the you know he's kind of 2006 tobacco. but the crowd at Ibrox mainly like him but they kind of turned a little when he missed that chance in the second half after missing a chance in the first half and I don't think it would do him or us any harm to have a wee spell starting on the bench Scott
0: I'm just not sure who we, in the absence of Walker, who, I, as you know, I put my argument forward earlier. I don't know who we play out there. I don't because if you bring Herrera, in, I do not want to see the flow out in the left. I don't want to see him dragged wide. No, but Miller, Miller's, time, Miller's starting
2: up front, though. No, so I mean, Crancher's playing in the left. y you're right. I mean, that is an interesting debate to be had about who no. should be, who should play in the left. But Miller is starting as a second striker, and it's not working because
0: he's not staying no. up there. No, no, no. Well, that's true, I mean, I just think shape, if you're going to play four four two or even four four one one, yes, i bring it there in. Longer term, we do have to think about somebody to provide the equivalence of Candias, and we don't seem to have anyone. Oh, the young lad from Man City's fast. Apparently very, very fast and very skillful on the ball. We'll see. I don't know if he'll get a game. I don't know if he'll get stripped. But I think Kenny Miller's now looking at a stage when we should be withdrawn. For his own good as well. Because as you said, I remember you texted me at the game, when Miller's missing chances, he doesn't do anything else. No. There's no point in a misfiring Kenny Miller. And I would withdraw him from the firing line for a little while, just bench him and bring him back. The fans are still keen, the fans like Kenny, but he he, he seems undroppable, and that's turning people against him. The fact that he seems to be a manager's favourite is actually leading to more moans and complaints than if he was just rested for a game or two. That's my opinion.
1: Stephen? I think Miller, when he's out of form or out of confidence is his own worst enemy because he just tries too much, he tries to cover too much ground and it really doesn't help us, He goes, as you say he goes into other people's positions, he's all over the place, he's not really disciplined and when he's not at confidence he's, he's just lashing at the ball, the way. one was in about three minutes, he didn't need to take the extra touches, he did and then in the second half when he could have took the extra touch, he, he, he basically just lashed at it and hit it straight into Bain. Um he's a streaky player for goals. But I think a wee spell out a the team, a wee impact player, gets a goal, gets his confidence up, definitely a party play this season, but just not as a starter.
2: I totally agree with that. And uh, But, I mean, overall, you know, it was a good win. Uh, it was a fun day. It was on forces day at Ibrox. And, you know, I, I just... I, I, well, not before anyone goes. Oh, you're moaning. We're not moaning. We're just concerns, and it's just about making sure that the form does continue because we have a good opportunity. Now we'll preview the, the on uh, the game on the preview show later in the week. But we do have a good opportunity this week. Partick Thistle on the Friday before everyone else plays. It would give us that ma- kind of magical three wins in a row that we've so far failed to achieve under Pedro. And suddenly, from having four points from three games, we could be sitting looking at. 13 points from 6 games which is obviously far far healthier and dare I say we can then start to feel we have a little bit of momentum Scott
0: Yeah I think the fixture list was counters and we made a we made heavy weather at the start of it but that's back to back wins and the game's still coming up as winnable and then of course we have a game which will take care of itself and we'll do a special introduction for but I think the team are settling. There's still some worries. I mean, as you said, Dundee missed a couple of sitters. The one in particular was almost unmissable. The header. I've no idea how Dundee didn't score. Yeah, I mean, incredible. It was actually harder to do that, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and they could have scored a few goals at least as a result. It's not perfect, but I think there's confidence, I like the way the, f- the players are all celebrating with each other. The team spirit looks good. I'm, I'm worried about the 4 4 2, and I think we'll talk about that maybe next week because obviously we'll start to think about the the game in the 23rd, but I'm not sure it's a shape we can continue with for longer, but the players seem happier. A lot of them are settling. Some of them, like Ass and Jack, are really settling well. Well, We're scoring a few goals. We're actually scoring quite a lot of goals now. Um, And we're doing better than we did last season at the same stage, I think, in terms of points and goals. So, yeah, we're starting to slowly claw our way into this. And because of other results elsewhere, we we moved up a couple of places and moved a lot closer to the pack. And then... It's tentatively encouraging at the moment, yes, I would say.
2: Yeah, Stephen, uh, Scott had a good point. The last season, uh, it took us 11 games to get 12 league goals. This season, it's taken us five. So whatever way you look at it, at least now we are carrying a goal threat and we look like a side that can go out there and finish off. And a lot of that has to be due to, and we haven't spoken about them enough, the absolutely fantastic El Buffalo, seven goals in five games. Guy must be worth 40 million in Dembele dollars already. Um, Rangers seem to have that goal threat that we've lacked. Like he said this week, he fancies himself for 25 goals this season. I actually hope that that's him being conservative because I think this boy could, could go into 30 plus. Yeah, he's
1: definitely a finisher. I mean, you see him with the first goal and even the fourth. I mean, in the last season, if so that's Martin Lack on it right there, ends up in the top tier of the Cotland. Yes. Um, he's got a line for goal, he's got a good movement, he's strong. It's a bit awkward in terms of how you look at him at times, but he doesn't get pushed off the ball, and he's always in amongst it. It's something we've lacked for a good number of years. I mean, the last few years of strikers we've had have been terrible in terms of they've just they've not been goal scorers. Natural finishers, he is. Um, it's it's a bit, a bit refreshing to see it. It's not a big time.
2: Oh yeah, we've definitely missed them. Right, so that was a game this Saturday, obviously we'll preview the Partick game on our podcast later this week, but it's now time to move on to uh, this week's episode of SPFL, SFA slash everyone bar crywanking cry wanking and uh, well, a little bit of music and then we will. So this week, you will not have been able to miss, Uh, on Saturday, timed perfectly, uh, before our game but after theirs, Celtic released a statement um, basically saying that uh, they're very unhappy with the SFA, they want uh, a review into EBT's and all the rest of it, they want to rake over all those calls yet again, and that they had the support of 42 clubs, which seems odd. But uh, they they said all the clubs, which you would think included us, uh, want a review into this. Now uh, the SFA came back and said that's not true. The the SPFL and uh, Neil Doncaster's mob released a letter stating the 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 Celtic position and saying that was the SPFL's official position. But that was shot down by Rangers and but bizarrely and unexpectedly, probably the right term, by Hibbs. And Aberdeen Stuart Mellon is also on record as is the Commandment Chairman, as is the Ross County Chairman, saying that that wasn't their wish. So there's a lot to talk about here. I mean, I, I suppose the the first thing to say, Scott, is to Peter Lawwell, why don't you just fuck off, you Jerry
0: Helma-eyed walking tumor on our game? Yeah, I think the fat jap was to fuck off from Scottish football forever. Nobody would miss him. Um, so I'll, I'll break it into three things and then let Stephen come in. Firstly, this was not an accident. It was leaked this week, no, last week, sorry, that Keith Jackson had been given a phone call. He's claiming, fat he's, <laughs> claiming
2: he's not allowed back in. I will say that. He's claimed that.
0: Well, yeah, but he was invited to park here for Chit Yeah, And a couple of days later, he said, come on, a review into Rangers. Maybe it's not such a bad idea. Tom English, Tom English, who at the time said that Lord Nimmo Smith was upstanding character, the best judge in Scotland, beyond reproach. That, once, that was a phrase here. Beyond reproach, is Last night, started crying basically, and I'm sure the people listening might well have seen it. He basically collapsed on Twitter, until a blubbering wreck, and all these tweets can be condensed into "Please get the Huns, just get them," on. and then so he's changed his tune. Spears came out. And there's about five or six articles, John Griekin in the Daily Mail, and it's all the same line. You see, all of these journalists are always in the same line, which is, what have people got to fear? If they're all saying, let's not have a an investigation, hmm, isn't that suspicious in itself? It's all the exact same line they're using. This was planned by Jap Sai. The big, fat, grinning, wanking Jap has told them what to write, and he's written basically their press releases for them. Secondly, 42 clubs supporting this is almost right. It's only out by 41, She's quite, I mean, it's quite close, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a ballpark. I mean, it's one club that wants this. And thirdly, and I know David's going to touch on this in a minute, but it's the massive surprise for everybody was the backbone shown by Stuart Regan. Yeah. Who did a, a marvellous job by basically exposing not only Japs Eye, but also exposed Doncaster, Brownlee, by basically. Referring to the letter from all the clubs, which is basically just a memo released by Peter Lowell that Doncaster signed on his behalf. Which goes against
2: and, the minutes of the meeting, because Stuart Robertson was at that meeting, and goes against the, the, the minutes of the meeting.
0: Yeah, it's just Doncaster released a letter in his own volition after Peter told him to. Yeah, All of this now has left Peter Lowell and, I think, Doncaster interest. See, they wanted Reagan to resign under pressure. Doncaster's the one under pressure tonight from what I can see in social media. And that's a very interesting turn of events, I think.
1: Stephen? What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think... Well, well it's no surprise that has just been shown for the bull he is. I think he drip-fed the press hoping to turn opposition fans against us or further against us. Um, you know, in the hope they would uprise against the clubs. Um, it's pretty clear Doncaster is just the naval chamber in Scottish football. <laughs> and... Peter in my off. hands, I have my own cock. <laughs> He's done a great job of, you know, giving the Green Brigade something back. Thank, sorry for banning you for three games. I'll give you a bit of this. I'll just pander at you. Also, in the same week that Scott Brown was accused of kicking a player in the head, so he takes all the focus off of that and just puts it on that. I think it's ridiculous. Um, I, uh,
2: I do note that the compliant officer uh, is is apparently looking into so Rangers being granted a Euro license a few years ago, and again, you know that that is is clearly a sop to them. Uh, I just I don't I don't say this lightly when I say that I, I think that the guy is a tumor on our game. but I, I do I think Peter Lowell was a cancer on our game because our game has over the last decade hated itself to death. And Rangers absolutely you'll hear this on this show, not blameless. It was people running the club wasn't you know people always say it's the fans weren't you know you're not humble enough. This happened to us. We didn't do this. This happened to us. I can understand other clubs being upset about it. But the idea that Rangers haven't been punished over the last few years is just is just ludicrous. And anyone who who suggests otherwise, it's it's it, their own hatred blinds them to anything that that could pass for sensible debate. You saw it last night. Who's the who's the wee one that looks like a look, that looks like a flaccid penis? The wee gollum guy on the BBC. Scott, uh, what's his name?
0: Mick McMcLaugh. Um, uh,
1: yes, yes. The, yeah, yes,
2: the the one that looks as though somebody's put a pair of comedy comedy spectacles on top of a a very small penis. Him, he was nearly weeping and and over the desk to punch Reagan on the BBC last night. Spears, I mean, people have said I can't believe he goes so low. Well, I can because the guy is just now basically his job is to try and provoke Rangers fans. He had the audacity to compare. People calling for a review with the families from the Hillsborough tra- tragedy, and how you can equate a club's tax affairs, even dodgy tax affairs, with that, I just think is sickening. With with you, know, even for him, but the guy, you know, the guy has no morals. I, I think we've known that for years, and uh, his bitterness at being left in Scotland is is quite clear. is quite clear to see. English, as you say, had had a meltdown, and uh, he's just a it's just pathetic. Tom
0: English, so if Tom English asked for an inquiry into Lord, into Nemo, Lord Nemo Smith, Smith himself, yeah. like basically on inquiry into his, into the, the the judge, I mean, it's just insane. It's, it's, I know Dave's going to go into one of his fantastic rousing speeches soon, but, and I don't do that much, but Celtic fans, I know you listen to this, in fact, that's why we get such good sponsorship news now, because you boost our, our listenership, but, get a grip. You, this is absolutely Absolutely fucking mental. You really have to stop, take a step back and think about this, look at this holistically. This is now utterly insane.
2: For me, Scott... Sorry, David, back to you. No, no, for me, Scott, what it is, is it's it's fairly simple. You have a group within the Celtic support, who I I don't think are as many as it sounds like because they make an awful lot of noise, who don't like football, who don't follow football, who see Celtic as an extension of their political beliefs. And they have no interest at all. Celtic are preparing for one of the most glamorous ties they have played in years that you can get at the moment. You know, Neymar, Kylian Mbappe coming to your your stadium. And these guys don't care. It's of no interest to them. All that matters to them is this. Because it feeds into the fantasy that they like to have, that they're oppressed that people are out to get them. I wish people were out to get you because you are just a a boil on the face of of humanity. They're the kind of people that are aggressive, they're full of hatred and bile, yet they give it out but they can't take it. And it, it, it comes to the fore at times like this. Now, here's the thing. Even if the SFA and the SPFL wanted... To do us on this, they can't how many times do you need to be told that it 's been looked at over and over and over again by lawyers? all of them have said you cannot go back and punish them. it would be illegal under your own rules, and if they took it to court, they would win. end of story, but they can 't accept that, and in fact, i don 't think they want to accept it. I think that they enjoy it. i don 't think they want to get their own way. I think that they would far rather be oppressed. For me, I think Celtic success hurts that element of the Celtic support because they would far rather pretend that they were downtrodden and the reason that they can't get on in life is because of this great, huge Masonic conspiracy, which the last 10 years has proved absolutely cannot, does not exist. It's impossible for them to do it, but the mental gymnastics... Of oh, you run the country in a country dominated by SNP and by Labour etc., who are you know not generally friends of Rangers. Oh, but it's the lawyers that are out to protect you. Who the fuck are you kidding? You really believe this shit? Uh, Rangers never get punished for anything. Well, that third division thing looks a bit of a fucking blooper in retrospect, doesn't it? And to be honest, these people and Lawwell feeds them, which is why he's a target of of I think such ire at the moment rather than allowing us to get on with the game for the people who love the game like the three of us like all the people listening to this who just love this game who don't see it as an extension of some defunct 60s political idealism He encourages this, and he has a cancer because he encourages these people who have no interest in the game, who just want to eat away at it, to continue to do it, to continue to gnaw away, and he puts off, and these people put off, good, genuine people. I know Celtic fans that were absolutely embarrassed beyond belief by the behaviour of the Green Brigade, and yet they're held up as an example of good Celtic supporters, which is clearly pish. Good Celtic supporters dislike them for what they are, and I I can't say I blame them for that. But simply, if I have a message for for these people, grow the fuck up, support your own team. Don't bother looking around at us. Don't be more obsessed with us than you are with your own team. And see if you are. Take your fucking student politics and get to fuck. Just get out of our game. You're not wanted, you're not needed, you're hurting it. And quite frankly, we're utterly, utterly sick of you fucking spotty, never kissed a girl, shop bought politics. I know exactly what you fucking think about everything from Palestine to fox hunting to voting. I know everything about you before you open your stupid, I have read online what I should think mouth to say it. Stephen.
1: Definitely. I think will just panders to the people that live in the echo chamber of Twitter and the lunacy of the Celtic supporters, that element. Um, if they want to have an independent inquiry, fair enough. They can't take our titles away. Come and get them. Let's have an independent inquiry and everything that's been on in Scottish football the last 40 years, including the lives they've ruined, and seeing when it's all said and done, I know I can still go to Igroups and pay my respects to the statue outside. I'm not quite sure it'll be the same at Parkhead. I think they might need to tear one or two of them down after that. Scott, um,
2: something I'd like to I'd like to mention is that we did a poll on whether or not Peter Lowell should be charged with bringing the game into disrepute because clearly he falsely represented the views of other clubs. Clearly, so he yep. he lied and dragged other clubs into it. Now, the poll we put up uh, got one thousand and thirty two votes in twenty four hours. Thirty seven percent said yes. Thirty four percent said yes, obviously, and twenty nine percent said Sevco. So I think that's pretty conclusive.
0: I think it is pretty conclusive. I think um I think basically because David and I are obviously part of the Great Masonic conspiracy Shush I mean sorry fuck, sorry. You don't know how high David, they don't know how high it goes. They don't know how high it goes. No. We know how and high I, it goes. Well yeah, we know we're in it for shoot that's, anyway, that's a good point moving on are we an anonymous day. yeah we are the guys with the masks on and that uh, alright yeah.
2: okay did, did, uh,
0: I wondered why why I had one of them go on no I was going to say I think that um, Peter Law should probably resign and you know I mean I'm, I'm not saying this is definite but in the, old, the good old days of a general failed his troops there was a way out <laughs> bottle of whiskey and a uh, and his service yeah, weapon service and, and a walk in the woods with with a revolver and I think I'm not saying he should, I'm saying that he should consider it.
2: Um, I'd like to say to anyone listening in who's considering legal action that that was said by Scott Vandenacker, and I want to distance myself from it immediately, even though, you know, the idea isn't without merit, but that's not what we're saying. What we are saying is basically, Lowell. I remember 10 years ago having a meeting with David Murray and uh, him telling me, now it could have been bullshit because, you know, it was David Murray, but he was genuinely convinced and he he showed me emails from agents who were saying that Lowell was seeking to get a job in England and at the time actually was very close to getting the Arsenal job. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know, but for a so-called successful CEO, he's been stuck in a Diddy league for a long long time and now it's quite apparent that he's just going through the motions for the money. I think personally that you're right, he for some reason cannot deal with that element of their support that we've identified and will not deal with that element of their support that, that we've identified it's puzzling to those of us who are football fans that people act less, and I'm not denying by the way there's, there's some people in the Rangers support um, who hate Celtic more than they love Rangers but it's far less than the other way around and us as a support in general tend to shun these people Whereas Celtic, as a club, tend to glorify them. And it is kind of pathetic that they won't let this go. They can't enjoy success. Celtic right now have a really good team, a really good manager, and they're doing well. And this is what a lot of them are fixated on. You should be enjoying this because you're not going to win the league infinity times in a row it's not going to happen at some point statistically speaking we are going to win the league it could take 5 years could take 10 could take 15 I don't know but we are going to do it at some point and then when you should have been enjoying yourself you were wasting time wanking over this and instead of having fun and, and loving the team when we had a great team 92, 93 and you were in bother we laughed at you sure but we didn't give a shit we could not care less about what was going on And it's a weird thing right now that I couldn't name Celtic's right back. I I genuinely don't know the name of Celtic's right back. Whereas Celtic supporters know the name of our accountants. It's just a bizarre, bizarre situation. And to be honest, until people stand up and tell Lawwell, just stop it. He's going to continue to do it and it's not for the good of the game. I don't even think it's for the good of Celtic because Celtic, should their horizons should be far and away different from this kind of parochial bullshit. Uh, they should be say, aiming for the stars and they're not.
0: Yeah, I'll say one, one last thing on this is that when Lowell and Co took over the game and we were, kicked, we were in third division and even go back to that when our troubles began and Reagan came in and don't cast Look at what's happened to the Scottish national team. Look at what's happened to youth football, standard of football, crowds, TV deals. Nothing. The, nothing has been done to push on the Scottish game. And this is not a joke. And uh, David and I laughed about this. And what even, about at least half of the effort of Scottish football, Scottish journalists has been about trying to get put the boot into the fucking huns. Mm. Like, what about youth football? What about scouting? What about coaching? What about revamping largs and the SFA coaching badge? What about? trying to bring in new ideas for crowds, standing zone. I don't know anything. What's being done for football, other than everyone spending every waking moment trying to think about more p- Or you're not punished. You, it was a consequence. You've not been punished yet. That was a consequence. Eventually, people have to stop thinking about us and start thinking about a game that is falling through the cracks in the U- in UEFA, falling through the cracks. We're down to uh, 30-odd in the rankings, maybe 40 by the end of the... the... What, who's going to turn that around? When are people going to start thinking about football, the game in this country? And that's the question that has to be asked of Peter Lowell and his hand-picked guys that he put into place in the SPL and the SFA. What are you doing for football? When does the charade and the circus end and when does your job begin?
2: Stephen, is that maybe? Because I must admit, I can't really see the motivation behind it, but the reason for Hib's statement... I wonder, a lot of us have kind of looked at it and said, well, maybe this is happening, maybe it's part of a plan, maybe they're going to do something But sometimes Occam's razor is true and the simplest explanation is, could it just be that the rest of the clubs are fed up of being Celtic's bitches and getting nothing in return for it? Um,
1: I think it's more a case of Celtic's arrogance, thinking what matters to them or so-called matters to them, matters to everybody else. I mean, the other clubs have got enough problems of their own um, in the case of Habs they're probably trying to re-establish themselves back the Premiership I mean what the hell do they want to get embroiled in a fight with us for about stuff that they legally know Petrie's on the SPL board or the SFA board so he knows more than anybody that he can do anything so why would he go and pander to Lawwell just for the sake of it again to make himself look stupid Lawwell knows this as far as anybody being on their boards as well um, yeah I think it's just sheer arrogance they just think oh, we'll just bully teams um, I think it's been well documented they try to bully lesser teams Lowell would phone clubs up the night before and say oh if you're not going to vote how I vote then we don't know how many tickets we'll take next time we come all that kind of stuff, underhand tactics people just, it gets to a stage where people just go fuck off
2: I, I think that that's, that, that that's what we're seeing at the moment because there is nothing in it and there was a good piece by Ewan Murray in The Guardian and uh he's one of the kind of more sensible ones maybe being removed for the West Coast Madness I don't know although didn't do Jim Spence any, any good but what he said is it's vastly overestimated in the media in Scotland how much other teams care about this there are some malcontents at Aberdeen there are some at the United there are some at Hibs and there are obviously plenty at Celtic but overall most fans of other clubs are sick to death of this And I do wonder if the fact a lot of Scottish clubs had their debt restructured in the last couple of years, and I'm sure one of the conditions of it was the fact that Rangers were back in the Premier League. This kind of bullshit, if you notice, when you watch a game in Sky or BT, it very rarely gets mentioned. No one needs as much as it does on kind of parochial shite holes like BBC Scotland or Radio Clyde. It never gets the same level of coverage. And I think one of the reasons for that is that advertisers know... And sponsors know that this shit turns people off. It's boring, it's really kind of parochial and sad, and they want to concentrate on the product, on the game. And I wonder if clubs now are saying, no, this this is no good. We're not going to get anything from this. It's a risk-reward thing. There's nothing in it for Aberdeen and exactly Apart from, yeah, you get to see Rangers go through a -A 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 bit more. Also the fact that Rangers now have a chairman who loves a battle and who loves a courtroom. And I think that they know that it would be expensive, it would be draining, and frankly that they just can't afford it in terms of time, in terms of prestige, or even in terms of money. So we'll see what happens. But it is a big rousing fuck off from us here because we're as sick of it as you... And if you listen to this show because you like Scott's knob jokes and you support Hamilton or you support... Dundee or you support Kilmarnock or whatever or Ross County and people do because they get in touch with us about it we're as sick of this as you are we absolutely are we accept that Murray and Craig White did some terribly awful things but trust us, we've paid for this and we've been through heartbreak like you cannot imagine and I hope you never have to imagine, I hope it never happens to you unless you're a Dundee United supporter, so if you want it to go away, so do we. And maybe it's a time for fans of other clubs to turn into to the media and say, we're sick of this, move on. Go, go on to something better. Start talking about the game. Start talking about football. Um, because there are far, far more interesting things to talk about than the cry-wanking of, bizarrely, the most successful club who can't enjoy that success at the moment. All they can do... Are currently the most successful club, all they can do is sit and complain and feed a persecution complex that says more about their psychological makeup than it does about the situation. Right, folks, that was a bit heavy um, and a little bit sweary, so a lighter note to end on is, of course, the moment that you've all been waiting for. Yes, it's sporting integrity. The Sporting Integrity Award is when we look around the world of sport and see who's made the biggest uh, cock and balls on themselves over the past seven days. It's Neil Doncaster this week. But that's not what we're after. We want a, a bit of a laugh and a giggle. They don't deserve the award this week, frankly. Scott. Yes. Step up to
0: the plate. I shall. First of all, can I say to you guys, um, today we had a guest walker in, a guest arbiter in to the office, and he found the. Uh, the key, he found the code, if you will, to Smooth FM. And very loudly, Smooth FM warmed its way into my heart. And what I realised was that a lot of it was from my childhood, a lot of it was chart stuff I remember. A lot of it was great. But one of the songs, David, in particular, reminded me of Mark of this very parish. Big Mark.
2: Which one? Steps. He loves Steps. Genuinely. If people, I think, are joking, Mark loves Steps.
0: No, it was The Carpenters And I don't know if you remember this Stephen, you're probably too young David, you might remember this Do you remember this song? It's the love that I found Since you had me gagged and bound Your love put me in the basement of your flat <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the thing is, I do remember that song But the reason I remember it Is I had it as a child on a Smurfs album um, when the definitive the, version, yeah. When the Smurfs cut, and for me, yes, um, yes. I've he, I've heard the Carpenters version, and I, I still prefer the Smurfs version of uh, of that song. Uh, the other thing is, I don't think you've ever we'd ever hear Karen Carpenter and Mark Dingwall compared before, <laughs> for fairly obvious no, reasons.
0: They went different ways and different paths in life, didn't
2: they? Well, you could argue that it's Mark's fault that what happened to our actor because he's obviously had more than his fair share of food, and she hadn't had enough. He ate all the pies including and, Carl Carpenter's pie. And the Bridies. Um I would have liked to have a Carl Carpenter's pie, but that's us getting into a whole different vista. Right, Scott, start us off.
0: Okay. First of all, do you remember from a couple of weeks ago Paranya's coach Crazy? Remember Crazy Liska? How could I forget him? Well, he's he's his latest is um he's become upset again, okay. He's
2: always he's upset that.
0: He's always upset, I know. He said he was gonna jump into the river wearing the club's crow mascot outfit if they get promoted, right? Right. And the press said, oh, crazy, Lisa's going to jump in the river. Remember, he said he jumping in the river in a crow outfit. He said, stop calling me crazy. Stop it. Show respect. You're fucking with me. Never call me crazy again. What I've said isn't crazy in the slightest.
2: Well, I mean, I think a staunch defence there from, from crazy.
0: It was, yeah, for jumping in the river in a crow outfit. Mm-hmm. Now, woman. David Woman, Stephen Woman. There's a phrase which goes, if they didn't have tits we'd throw rocks at them. That's it.
2: Can't live with them, can't hit them with sticks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and we all know Wanda Nara, who is of course wife and agent to Mauro Icardi. Now David and I have covered Wanda's accession from aspiring wannabe to in the driving seat at the expense of her former husband, in fact. Yeah. yeah. So, But what, what she says is Women envy me, but what they envy is that I have access to Mauro's bank accounts. I look after him, and yes, I take my cut. However, like slappers, just spend the money. I generate more money and then spend that. So almost investing. She does. She gets a pay rise for Mauro, then spends the pay rise. So yeah, you know.
2: I, I personally don't think that there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, you know, I, who wouldn't want a woman with big tits that could make you money?
0: I can fit. No, let's not go there.
2: Well, I I actually, as Scott knows, um, because I'm married up, and the reason that I'm now retired um, is because I have a wife who has very large breasts and earns a
0: lot of money. So the wonder nara of heart and hands, in fact. Yeah,
2: I mean, th- th- you, you could call me a pimp, if you will, in terms of a sender her out to work, but nothing dodgy. You know, she, she's a high flyer, and somebody has to stay at home with the dogs, and, and let's face it, it might as well be me.
0: I, I, I'm sure that you both agreed that in a sit-down chat with one vote each, didn't you, David? Yes, but I had the
2: casting vote, so it worked out quite well. I thought so. Poor, poor Sally. Poor, poor Sally.
0: Now, snakes and tits too, okay?
2: Now, for uh, all our female listeners, incidentally, um, you know... I'm being ironic. He's being ironic, because we, we love
0: our female listeners. We do. We, we love them. In fact, we'd like them to send us the pictures.
2: Yeah, that happened once. <laughs> yes, it did happen once. Somebody, were you about to, for that, Stephen? Did you hear uh, yes. that?
1: Yes. Yes, <laughs> um,
2: we, we once jokingly said on the pod, send us nude pictures
0: to your missus, and somebody did. And she was pretty tidy She was Fucking bang tidy yeah. We were shocked to, It was hard to imagine
2: We didn't know what to do Whether to wank or wank really hard
0: <laughs> Yeah So then we wanked really hard Yeah um, One day Stephen, As I say See Kim Il Young Decides to open fire hmm. We'll publish the picture Okay
2: That's it Yep Me yeah. back Me back what? on the whiskey. Nudie picture uh, It will be the pod to end all pods Before we get the bomb to end all
0: bombs Hey, hey, Stephen, it's not like we've still kept that picture on a hard drive. No. <laughs> Open brackets, we have those brackets. Uh, yeah. Now, you remember Cata Diaz? You probably We a place for Hitafi now. Yes. Spanish defender. Um, he's been released by Hitafi, David. He was sacked because his wife, Celeste, okay, used... Now, have you heard of a top-secret thing that nobody can access, David, and Stephen, called Instagram? Yes, yes now, you know how nobody could read that No, of course not It's private but she said, yeah, So she used that as a platform to attack Hitafi Coast, Jose Bordellas Calling him a fake coward, horrible person, backstabbing mediocrity and piece of shit
2: But surely <laughs> surely being a fake coward would mean that you are in fact not a coward and therefore brave
0: Well you'd have thought so But um, the club didn't see that way Did he get fined? Yes no, he got sacked. No oh, fucking hell. President Angel Torres said, Kata will be leaving us now. Um,
2: so he's a free agent. Where does he play? Yeah. Can he do a job on the left?
0: Yeah, La Liga, He's was yes. I, think he's, I hope he's left footed, yeah. Yeah. And um, I'll leave you with a lovely, lovely little story from Africa. Uh, Hearts of Oak. Now, this is an old favourite of the pod as well. Ghanaian Gan- club, Hearts of Oak. The director of Haji Akamba was asked by Happy FM... Now, I'd love a channel to be called Happy FM here.
2: up there is smooth.
0: Yeah, I spoke with yeah. He was asked to reflect on the referee Prince Amoa performance in a three-each draw in the league. Prince Amoa is a disgrace to Ghana football. I'd be surprised he was not banned for life. In fact, his family should disown him. He's a disgrace to them too and himself. What I say to him is he'll never progress in life. He's going nowhere. His family will agree with me in this. In fact, I'm going to ask them to agree with me. <laughs>
2: Stephen Jane, we should have done that for beating. <laughs> <laughs> should have asked him about that. Um, okay, I've got one before we go. Um, Stephen, do you have any that you want to, to put forward? Not unless Peter Lawville can win it every week. No, no, we we kind of had no. a... We did, otherwise it would be too easy. But I have one. It's a chap called Luke Howard. And it's not a football-related one, but uh, for the ladies who've been listening in and, and you know, we've been criticising them, Here, here's the story of a, a man who's a complete cock-end, although the last 20 minutes we were describing men who were complete cock-ends. But anyway, um chap called Luke Howard, a musician. Yeah, musician. Out of work. He's a musician. He's not even a musician like you, Scott, because you're reasonably successful and have a job. Um, he has neither of those things. So in what way is he a musician? He can play an instrument. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um, he had been seeing a girl for four months. And the girl finished the relationship with him. And, you know, sometimes it can happen that you're more into the person than they are into you. Um, every relationship I've had, the person's been more into me than I am into them. You like. And that the-
0: time I was... At that time, I was more into that girl than she was into me. The police were great about it. Yeah, it uh, so yeah that's fun. true.
2: But, I mean, most relationships in my life are like that due to my overwhelming arrogance and love for myself. Like, for instance, you like me more than I like you. And you're kind of sort of like my comedy charity sidekick, you know? I kind of feel when I get up to heaven for all the bad things I've done, when St. Peter says, fuck's sake, David, I can't let you in, man. I mean, you know, look look at this charge sheet. And I'll go... I looked after that gummy bastard, though, for years. And he's going to have to go, eh, that's a good point. So if you could tone down the kind of, you know, racist stuff, Scott, because I want you to be more, more of a sympathetic character when I plead my case.
0: OK, I'll wear that in mind. <laughs> just, just I'll know, get rid of this tattoo.
2: Yeah, just, you know, the SS tattoo was taking it too far. But a chap called Luke Howard seen a girl for four months and she finished with him. It's a heartbreaker. Happened as always, Stephen. Been there, exactly. He then decided that what he would do to win her back was to ha- perform in public, playing the piano 24 hours a day. Okay, he was going to it's in Bristol and he had set up in a park uh, in College Green, Bristol, with a piano and he was playing and refused to leave. Now, that's the kind of thing you see in romantic comedy movies. The problem is, in real life, when you do something like that, when you show up at a girl's work, when you appear from a roof, you know, a, a, and slide down a window with clutching a bunch of flowers, in romantic comedies, girls always go, oh, that's so wonderful. In real life, they have you arrested for stalking. But Luke was playing away on his piano... um, trying to get her back with a I don't know what type of music it is but I'm thinking sad bastard core was was probably to the fore but he's had to stop after being punched in the head by <laughs> b- by a passerby uh, now I would say that violence is never the answer except in this case where it was. Have you ever yes, that, have, you, have you ever thought, Scott, after being dumped, you would stand outside the girl's house playing playing the bass,
0: do, do, well, doing I, I, some level forty two? Two things: A, I wish I wish I thought of that. Um, B, I was probably dumped too often. You know, I mean, it became sort of part of my nature. I, I couldn't really be asked after a while. <laughs> deep moaning about it, um, and. and Thirdly, no, because, because the very reason, I think you have to think about this from both a musician and a lover point of view, if you set up your piano and played every day in a park singing soppy love songs to a girl, you'd expect to get punched in the face. And indeed, in some ways, you'd hope to. And I'm sure that this guy in reality, I think it's one of these things where he's hoping to get battered because he knows he has to get the manliness knocked into him. And I think he's going to go home tonight, leave the piano and think, fuck it, thanks mate, whoever punched me in the face, you've taught me a lesson, she's a slag, go out, get his mates, get a massive crate of Stella, go in the piss, and go whoring down in Bristol, that's what you should do next.
2: Yep, absolutely, Stephen, any advice for this sad tosser? Um uh, hope he wasn't playing Elton John songs all that time. Yes, <laughs> that's probably what he was, you know, he's going, sad songs say too much and you laugh. A f-.
0: I hope you don't mind, I hope you, I, I do mind. I do
2: just, mind, right yeah. Ra- yeah, rock at that, Yeah, Goodbye England's Rose Fucking England's Rose Everybody's Rose is Ofsky Yes, sad fuck Okie doke then uh, Scott I think we'll give the winner to Crazy He can become a two time Victor So what's his name again? His
0: name's Crazy Nice, <laughs> Crazy
2: uh, Crazy Crazy Liska Crazy Well congratulations to Crazy uh, He He deserves it And he's the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award Okay then, folks. Uh, that's pretty much it from us uh, this week. All that remains to do is to thank our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers. To thank my guests, first of all, uh, with a wonderful debut, uh, I would suggest, uh, and we'll, we'll look to get you back on at some point over the steve, over the season, Stephen um, Stephen Harrigan. Thank you very much. You enjoyed Thanks it. Yes, loved it, pleasure well, Fantastic, here you go Scott, somebody's finally enjoyed listening to us <laughs> Who, Who'd have thunk it? Um, no, and this is the thing He's actually seen, it's like
0: uh, Wizard of Oz The screen's been pulled back He sees how it works and he still likes it
2: The yeah. Sc- screen's been pulled back He's seen a guy in his bathrobe with his balls hanging at the bottom of it Scratching them But he's, he, he, yes. he hung on in there And a very good debut for him Thank my other guest, Mr Scott Vandenacker
0: can I just say Get well soon uh, To Chris Commons Who has got a brain injury Sorry to say Why um, Well He said that uh, Celtic had the very man To stop Neymar uh, Bruni So I can only assume that he's fallen or something Maybe yeah, they, hurt himself you a bit You can only assume head. that
2: uh, Just to tell you We can get in touch with us You can get in touch with us uh, On Facebook If you go to Search for Hand Hunt, Hunt, The Rangers Podcast On Facebook Up will pop you can Get me on Twitter I'm uh, At ibroxrock Scott is Scott Hand, and uh, we thank you very very much for listening to us um, we hope you agree we sure you do um, and for the good of Scottish football spread the word tell them to listen to us we're the sensible side of Scottish football with added knob jokes my name's David Edgar and I'll talk to you again this time later in the week cheers bye Heart and Hand is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.